guys, welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast, where we believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need just two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. I am your host, Maria Bentz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company who helps service-based businesses grow their revenue using online strategies. And I am here to share with you all of my tips and pointers every single week when it comes to digital marketing and business growth. Today's episode is sponsored by our premium Wix templates. If you're totally stumped on how to build your own website, but can't afford to hire a designer, that does not mean that you should skip out on the important things in the process like professional design, sales formula copywriting, and search engine optimization. Our premium Wix website templates are created with marketing and sales in mind. And the best part is you can have a professional looking and functional website in just under 24 hours. Our website templates are completely stress-free. They're easy to use, so that means no Photoshop or coding required. They are designed to convert based on our signature homepage formula, and they are ready to launch as soon as you are done designing. So if you want to check this out, get it at mbmagency.com forward slash shop and use the discount code mindset to get 30% off. Okay. All right. Thank you for joining us, Maria. This is Maria Benz and she is going to give us some website tips. She, um, just tell us what you do. (laughs) Well, (laughs) thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here and kind of show everyone the ropes. Um, but my name is Maria Bunce, like Krista said, and I own MBM Agency, which is a digital marketing company that specializes in creating profitable websites. And what makes us stand out, I think, from other web designers is like, yes, we create pretty websites, um, but we don't just focus on that. We first make sure that your website gets found on Google. So if someone is searching for your products, searching for your services, online or in your local area that your website actually gets to pop up on the first page because a lot of websites if you just create it without thinking about it you don't typically show up on the first page but then also when people actually get onto your website that they connect with your message they you know see what you have to offer and they're like relate to it and they're like wow if it's your target audience your target audience will be like oh my gosh this person is for me they have what i need so yeah Perfect. How long have you been doing this for a while? Yeah. Um, like I started, I think I designed my first website in like when I was like 17. And then before that I was like, not like super nerdy in middle school, but I loved online and I loved my space and I had like my own MySpace layout site when in middle school. So I feel like oh. it's website design has been That's a long part of me back. like ever. <laughs> I know. Um, so like, I, I think it's funny. Cause like, I never obviously thought about MySpace making money and all that stuff, but like looking back on it, I'm like, it was like a long process, but professionally it's been almost five years or actually over five years now. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. MySpace. <laughs> uh, I just joined TikTok and, um, there's like an over 30 hashtag or whatever. People always mention MySpace. They're like, look, <laughs> move over because 
our generation created this. You would have this platform if it wasn't for us. <laughs> I know. I remember when Facebook came out, I was like, I'm never joining Facebook. <laughs> MySpace all the way, but here, here we are. <laughs> or Reels. Uh, that's so funny. Um, okay. So let's say you have an existing website. How do you determine whether or not your current website is capable of selling things? That is a great question. So like for services mm-hmm. or like just if like if you, you had like a, yeah, if you just have a website now with um, like the services that you offer and those things, um, how would like, is there like, is your website de- successful? Yeah. Or, and okay. determine whether or not you can start actually selling like a product also. Yeah. So I guess let me ask you, like, like if you had like a specific industry you're thinking about, like, give me an example so I can kind of. So let's give say, you a um, let's say, uh, I'm a lash artist, right? And I'm used to doing client services, but I have products, and now I want to sell them online. Okay. Yeah. So I think. If you have an existing website, whatever platform you're on, most of the times they'll have some sort of app or something to connect to like create an online store. I think the easiest way is just, I think Wix Squarespace, you can have um, immediately within their platforms, you can create your own online store. Just start putting in the products. You can probably start doing it manually at first. Um, if you have WordPress, I know there's plugins that you can add onto your site, but okay. I think the easiest, yeah, if you have a product, just kind of connect it. You can start with like one, two, three, a handful of products, um, post it, you know, on your social media, talk about it with your clients. Um, if you, cause I'm sure most likely lash artists, they can sell in person, but then they can let their people know like, Hey, you don't have to come in to order this and just kind of communicate that. Okay. Okay. Um, do you have a preference on, uh, what platform works best when you start selling things? Yeah, it really depends on like how savvy the tech person or how savvy the person is technologically speaking. Um, One platform surprisingly that's really popular among our clients is Wix Mm. just because once it is set up, it's super, super easy for them to navigate it and they've updated their platform tremendously in the last couple of years so they've really really I feel like enhanced the experience um if you are kind of comfortable with you know tech savvy I would suggest Shopify okay yeah all right um so I do have a question about Shopify do you guys work with Shopify much I won't say we're like an expert in it <laughs> that's not our main platforms but what's your question I'll see if I can answer um, so there's all these apps you can add right the more you apps you have does it slow down your website I think so yeah okay yeah. that only yeah. makes sense right <laughs> yeah um, and then I also have another question. Um, yeah. You know the metadata, like when you're loading a product and they're like, oh, you can put extra stuff. Is that really important? Yes. So this goes into like the whole SEO aspect and SEO is, stands for search engine optimization 
for those of you who don't know, I know a lot of people, they're like, SEO, what's that? But um, <laughs> it basically means that your website or your product page is searched optimized. So it's optimized for search. I had a friend, um, she said it the other day. She's like, basically search engine optimization is like hashtags for your website or, or hashtags for your products. Because on Instagram, if we're trying to get more visibility, if we're trying to get in front of certain people who are ser searching for a certain hashtag, we use certain keywords. So it works the same way with, um, with that, with the meta descriptions. And aside, not even from meta description, like, yes, that's important to include your main keywords in the title, in the meta title, in the meta description and the, these meta titles and description basically is the things on the back end it's if someone is searching for your website on google that's kind of what they'll see what the examples that they'll see but you don't just stop there you kind of need to include those keywords on your web page on your website or on your product page multiple times in the description um, in the title in a subheading so you really really kind of got to know what you're doing. And I do have um, kind of our own spreadsheet pulled up if you wanted me to share yeah, that for your audience great. to kind of see how they can get that. Because sometimes um, before I share, but when I've had clients come up to me and they're like, oh, you know, I, I optimized my website for search engines. And I was like, okay, like, you know, send me the keywords that you used. Um, I just want to, you know, double sure because when I was checking it on my end, it wasn't like we have a system that we use and it was not showing up on Google. So it was like, okay. <laughs> and they didn't even do this. They hired someone to do it for them. And I'm like searching and my system is saying like when we do a site audit that they're not showing up on Google. So I was like really curious is like, so, you know, how did this person find these keywords? Like, why did you choose to use these specific keywords? And they basically went onto Google search and they typed in like, let's say lash artist, right? Yeah. Um, they typed in like random keywords and if the, basically like on Google, it shows you how many search results it has. So they use those search results for their data. Does that make sense? I think so. I guess I can show you. Yeah. Why don't you show me? <laughs> I think I know sometimes like I'm like I still need to figure out not figure out but like get better I feel like at um like the tech speak because yeah. I uh, most people I talk to don't really know it and I'm like I need to be able to like use layman's terms <laughs> but let's say lash artist right um so they would type in lash artist and right here it says about uh, what is it 30 million results right okay. Yeah. So they would like put in lash artist, 30 million results on Google. So I've realized a lot of people think that this right here is how many times it gets searched or how popular the keyword is. Uh -huh. And this literally means nothing. This just means, um, this is how many web pages. Okay. That can and that be found makes online. logical sense. Yeah. Um, and I was like super shocked to find out that, you know, people were actually using this, like someone paid someone for search engine optimization services and this person was doing this and I was like okay then <laughs> I was like we need to help you out so something that so I'm going to basically walk your group through how can they be sure that they're using the correct keywords how can they find the correct keywords and then how can they place it onto their website so Google understands that their website is relevant to someone's search so 
I'm going to use, so we're a web design company and I'm going to use our um, kind of search results just to kind of show you an example. Mm-hmm. But um, we have basically like a, a spreadsheet and if you guys want, I could maybe create like a little free Excel thing that they can download if they want oh, something yeah. like this. But mm-hmm. we basically sit down and we do the same process for all of our clients. We sit down and we just start brainstorming. Like if I was searching for my services, what keywords would I use? So web design, a SEO, right? And you start doing like different variations. So SEO services, search engine optimization services. So website that converts, like all of the things that I could think of, just like write down your brainstorming thing. Okay. Then if you're a numbers nerd, this is where it gets super fun. <laughs> I am. <laughs> awesome. Um, so basically, like let's do a web design company. Um, this is a free tool. This is not free anymore, but they have a free version. But this is one of our favorites and most affordable to use, especially if you're just beginning. But this is called Uber Suggest. Um, I've been raving about it for years and it was free for years. And I was always like, I can't believe this tool is free. Like we're going to have to pay for it sometime. (laughs) So they finally have a paid version. (laughs) But they still, I believe the free one still works pretty well. But um, you go into Uber Suggest and they basically, like they say, they show you how to win the game of SEO. Um, So what's really cool is you can type in domain and you could see how well it does on Google. So if you type in a domain, it shows you on average how much, how many times you're popping up on Google, shows your score, et cetera, et cetera. Cool. Um, you can also type in keywords to see if this keyword is being searched on Google and they'll show you like an average amount per month. So web design company gets searched. Let's see. A total of 5,400 times. The SEO difficulty is easy. That means that if we try to rank for this keyword, it's not going to be hard. Okay. And what's really interesting I've noticed right away is when we last Googled this, which was last year, Web Design Company was on average 4,000 searches. So within, I think, September we did this. Um, Interesting. It, it, it went up on average per month a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> but well, this is really cool. So like say if the SEO difficulty said hard, I probably wouldn't use it. Okay. Um, so you want to make sure that it's easy. And then what's really cool is they'll tell you, um, you know, keyword ideas, things like that. Okay. And then they'll g- even give you content ideas and just all the things to kind of get you super inspired. So after I kind of brainstorm my keywords, I'll put in the monthly search volume. Is it easier not to rank for? And then how many backlinks a page has? So backlinks, let me show you. It would have it. Backlinks is basically how many articles on the web link to this word or are trying to rank on this word. So okay. the less backlinks means it's not as difficult to rank for. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you want basically easy to rank for and less backlinks. Okay. Because if there's tons of pages on the web trying to rank for the same word, there's going to be a lot of competition basically. Okay. What is a lot of backlinks? Like what would be considered it, a lot? Does it depend? It like depends. It depends on your industry. So once you start kind of 
inputting um, all this information, you'll kind of start seeing trends. Okay. So it's like, okay, around this one, 200, 100, you know, right here, 38, 47 is less. It really, I've seen it vary from industry to industry, even um, this monthly search volume. So for a web design company, we have, you know, we could go 50 searches per month, 5,000 searches per month, but I've had industries like I think it was Lash Artist. We worked with a Lash Artist before and her searches per month was like 200. Okay. Um, but we did like Lash Artist in Orange County, California. So we were very location specific. So it really just depends. But once you start doing the spreadsheet, you'll kind of start seeing um, the results and it really varies for every industry. Okay. And um, I'll like start highlighting words that I see are easy to link for, don't have many... Um, backlinks so that I can like go back to and realize like okay what do I want to rank for for each page um and then I go into this keyword mapping page and I basically just like paste the keywords that I was like okay I know for sure I want to try to rank for these keywords they make sense for my business they're easy to rank for but they still have a pretty high amount of monthly searches and then I'll kind of map it out for each page on my website so for homepage, we just did website design company as well, but we have like a web design page and SEO page. And then, then I kind of walk down like, okay, these are the keywords I want to rank for each page. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then, um, and then feel free to stop me or slow me down. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> if anything. Um, but for example, website design company. So if you figure out the keywords that you need to use, how many times do you need to include it on Google? Because if you mention it like one time on your page, Google isn't going to know that your website is relevant to a search. So they have a certain amount of times that you need to include this keyword for them to understand that it's relevant. So okay. for example, um, this is our website. I figured it'd be the easiest <laughs> yeah. example. Um, so let's go to our web design page. So super easy to remember is one, two, three. So one time in the main header, two times in subheaders, and then three times in the paragraphs of the text. Okay. Does that make sense? So one, two, yeah. three. <laughs> yeah. 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 So right here, this is our main header, and typically main headers, um, do you know like when you're typing and you choose your font? Yeah. And then there's also a section to choose heading, and there's like H1, H2, mm -hmm. things like that. Okay. So header, main header is H1. Okay. And that's basically just like coding for Google to understand <laughs> that you're relevant enough. So okay, this is a web design company. Um, we have this in an H1 tag right here. So this is in the main header of the page. Okay. And then um, this is H2 tag, so a subheader. Subheaders would always be two tags. And if you see this, this is a very obvious um, keyword that is search website design near me, but we kind of try to like flip it up. Like, have you ever searched ever website search. design uh. <laughs> near me? And this one works really well if you have like a local based shop like have you ever searched lash artist near me or have you ever searched lash artist in orange county california you know yeah um so this is considered basically a subheader or h2 tag h2, right? and then um 
kind of going down on the page. This is right here, our website design company. This is another H2 tag. So okay. we got our one header, two subheaders, and then basically anything right here is would be considered like the paragraph text. So okay. um, you, you need yeah. to include it at least three times in the paragraph of this page. So okay. that's pretty much it. And then we go back almost every quarter, three to six months to check back on the keywords because just as you saw um, in my previous example, even from September till now, web design company had a thousand more hits. But let's say like the search started decreasing, then you'd be like, okay, what other keywords should I use, et cetera, et cetera. But this works the same thing if you're selling products. Um, you know, you can, when you put product descriptions, you can also use H2 tags. So like, say like the title of the product, the name of the product, that would be considered like more of the main header. Uh -huh. um, and then in the product description, you can kind of play around with the H2 tags to make sure that if people are searching for your product, you'll be able to be found on Google. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But let me know if you have questions because I know okay. like if you're not into this, this might be like a lot. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, I do this every day. So I'm like, oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> I know. I mean, it makes sense. I've like messed around with website design, but I don't know anything about SEO. So <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's pretty much pretty much the process, the quick description of kind of how to get started. Um, and kind of how to start playing around with your main pages. I would definitely suggest at least your homepage and your main service pages start inputting those keywords. Um, and then once you kind of get into it, then you, of course your products if you're selling them, but then you could even get even better with like creating blog posts that are optimized, things like that. You can get, like you can do so much with it. Cool. That was another question. Um, so uh, one of the people in our community, she's a florist. And um, a, a gal that was kind of helping her with her website said that it's not important for her to have a blog because her Instagram is connected to it. Is that the case? Um, I feel like from an SEO perspective, I would love her to have a blog. Like, yes, it's good that her Instagram's connected mainly, I think, for maybe like the community side of it or that her Instagram's consistently updating her site um, because Google does prefer websites that are not stale, that are constantly being updated. Okay. So I can see from that perspective, but having a blog, um, sh there's like each page, each blog page that she has just gives her more and more chances of getting more visible, right? Okay. So if she's a florist in like say Miami, Florida, she can have various blog posts um, targeting the word florist in Miami, Florida. Okay. Right. And, and that I makes just, a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I thought, mm, I don't know. I'm going to ask about that because even <laughs> though it links back to it and if you have a long descri description in your Instagram, it's not necessarily showing up on Google because it's not on your web page because you don't read yeah. the Instagram post from your website right? Yeah, I don't think so, no. No. Um, okay, so let's see. Um, what other reasons, like, why is your homepage so important? Mm -hmm. This is good, I guess. So your homepage is typically, most of the time, one of the first things that people see of your website. 
And just like on Instagram, when people say that, when people go onto your Instagram profile, they have like eight seconds to like you have eight seconds to capture their attention. So it's the same thing with a website. You have eight seconds to capture their attention for them to understand if they need your product, if you're the person for them, and if they want to work with you. So um, I'm glad you mentioned that, but we have a homepage formula that our team has created um, over a year ago now, and it's based on basically sales psychology. We studied um, what do people need to see to truly start trusting you? What do they need to hear um, to understand that you can help them? And I'm gonna do a sc another screen share yeah. real quick and show our homepage, um, uh, just because obviously since we created this, like I feel like our homepage shows yeah. the best example of this. Um, mm -hmm. But we do this homepage formula for all of our clients and I've seen a tremendous, um, like it's helped so much because we, our homepage is basically on building trust and building authority in your space. So let me walk you through this. And let me know if it makes sense. <laughs> Hold on, I think it's, oh, there we go. It was being a little slow, I think, because of Zoom. <laughs> but okay, so the first thing that people need to see on your homepage is like who you are, what you do, your I help statement. If you if people uh -huh. follow people on Instagram. On Instagram, they talk about the I help statement that when people get onto your Instagram profile, they need to understand exactly what you do. So our website design company helps your website get found online and convert visitors to leads. So immediately, website design company, and they know exactly we're not just focusing on pretty designs. Our main focus is on helping you make money. So okay. right away, and you need to have either you know, a picture that's related. If you're kind of the main um, personality behind your brand, if you're the lash artist, right? Like show your picture. Okay. Um, a lot of times showing your face is so, so helpful for people to truly connect with you and who you are because immediately if they see a face and if you're the main person who they will be dealing with, um, they'll immediately get connected with you and kind of start building trust we have a pretty good team, so I don't have my face on here because depending on what project they'll choose, they'll work with a variety of our team members, but mm -hmm. so we kind of just have a little computer there, but then right away, um, I talk about showing pain points. So before even showing them, you know, how amazing you are, how you can help them, you need to touch on their pain points. So what is your audience pain point? So for us, it's like, does SEO make your brain hurt? <laughs> is <Yes. laughs> your website not showing up on Google, right? Are people visiting your site but not contacting you? So you really want to like touch on specific questions that if people read it, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is exactly how I'm feeling right now. So you already get their attention of like, okay, like dang, this person is like inside of my head. Yeah. And a great way for you to understand um, what questions to put on here is ask your audience or if people are messaging you in your DMs, like what are the main questions that you're getting? Okay. So after you get their attention, again, before you even go into your services, um, I like to build authority. So instead of, like I said, instead of showing them how great you are, show them why you know what you're talking about. So show your results. We need to update some of these things, but you know, why should they work with you? Why should they trust you? What makes you stand out from your competition? So sometimes we'll have stats like this. Sometimes we'll have like a little 
banner right here that will maybe say like, you know, for our location-based people, we can be like, we serve, you know, 25 cities or we've worked with 10,000 clients or we've been in service for like 10 plus years, you know, think about what would be important for your audience. What kind of statistics would be important for your audience and make sure to include that onto their page. So they're kind of like, okay, this is what I need. Oh my gosh, she's in my head. Oh my gosh, they know what they're talking about. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And then, um, then you kind of go into your services. How can you help them? And then start building trust. So testimonials are really good. And then something that in 2020 that I really want you guys to focus on is video testimonials. Okay. So, um, I think video testimonials, once we started adding them onto our site and on our Instagram, we've seen such a tremendous growth because it's like one thing for you to say how amazing you are. It's one thing for you to be like, oh, my client said this, my client said this, and we did this for them. But it's a whole nother thing if people are seeing a video and they're seeing how people are you know, talking because people can't fake their tonality. They can't fake about how excited they are, things like that. So I feel like even text, I think text is good and we have tons of text recommendations, but like, how do you know that I didn't write this? Right. How do you know I didn't like, because I mean, that's kind of common in business. You're like, oh, I need a testimonial. And the client's like, oh yeah, like write something and I'll approve it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I've had that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, But this, you can't fake it. Like they have to say, well, how they truly feel. So I think um, doing video testimonials is so important on your website and on your social media, like blast that everywhere, have a highlight on your Instagram with your video testimonials. I think it works really well. But um, other than that, this is something that we started including and I've seen um, a tremendous amount of people contacting us and our clients after we started implementing this. And this is basically a three-step plan of what should they expect when they contact you, right? So our main um, call to action is book a strategy session, book a call with us. So sometimes when people are like looking and they're like, okay, I need to build a call. They're like, well, I don't want to commit to anything yet. Or like, what will that look like? What's the process going to look like? So if you kind of spell it out for them step-by-step, they're going to be like, okay, that sounds easy. That sounds like I can do that. So even if it's something as like book a call, we craft your proposal, execute your marketing plan. I mean, that is so, so simple that you're kind of thinking like, well, duh, like that's what's going to happen. But for people to know that and to understand that that's kind of what they need to expect that helps them, um, like be okay with contacting you. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah. Yeah. And then after, you know, have your contact form and we have a homepage formula freebie that I can give you a link, but then we also have it on our um, website under resources um, for marketing freebies. But the homepage formula, I'm like so proud of it because like I said, it's based on sales psychology. Um, It's not like something that we threw together. It like really goes to the point step-by-step what people need to see when they need to see it. And we've seen um, we've seen a tremendous amount of like success with it. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Um, when you work with people, do you normally, um, have them kind of write the content and then you kind of redo it or do you just have them fill out a survey and how does that, how does that work? Yeah. So 
we have them fill out a survey. It's, it does include a good amount of questions about their audience, about the services that they offer. And then we use their current websites or social media that they have, but then we write the content. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times people do have some things already there. So we'll definitely work with it, but I might tweak it to like a certain language based on their audience. So like something apart, that's a part of our SEO process of our research is we research their audience. Like we don't just research what keywords they're using, but we're also researching what type of person is it? Like, what are they really, you know, interested in what's really important to them. So then we based our copywriting kind of based on that. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. All yeah. Right. A lot goes into it. <laughs> well, I think um, it's good for uh, as business owners to really understand that part anyways, like who are you trying to reach and what are you offering? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like really detailed. Yeah. So yeah, because it's going to help. And I think like, yeah, like in the, if you're trying to do it yourself, it is a little bit like, oh my gosh, it's so much work, but it's kind of fun because I think that when you really know who you're speaking to, you don't just use it on your website. You can take those pain points and talk about them in your Instagram stories. Take those people that you know you're talking about and integrate it into your social media. And it becomes all connected that when they see you on social media, when they go onto your website, they know that it's one big brand. They feel connected to you. And then your website in the long term, it's going to only help you out even more with like putting this together now instead of later. Right. Totally. Um, would you say if you're adding on, like, is your formula the same if you are like product centric as it is if you're service based? That's a great question. I think you might be able to tweak a few things, but for the most part, I would still do almost the same exact formula. Even I'm trying to think, what would I change if I because you, I would still probably do the pain points, right? Like maybe yeah. like say if say if you're doing shampoo or something, maybe you're mm-hmm. like, is your hair falling out or you know I don't know, yeah, something to really like tell them like what they're doing. And even with the one two three step process, I mean that could even be like we receive your order, we review your order, ship it out in two days, and then you receive it within a week. Like I think, yeah, actually I think I would still keep it. I think that works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I think that would work. Because really, even if you're selling a product, you're doing the same thing, right? You're like yeah. solving a problem. Still a sales Usually. process, yeah. Yeah, it's all <laughs> the same sales process. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so what would be the first step? Like, if you are looking at your website and you're like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> what would be yeah, the one thing great that question. you could do for like the just like to you know just as a jumping off point? That's a great question. I'm sure probably a lot of people feel that way, if especially if they're trying to like do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably start with the homepage. I think the homepage is the most important thing. Um, I think just structure your homepage, get it set up, um, make it look pretty, kind of set it up in the homepage formula. And then um, once you feel good about it, then you can kind of go into the SEO research and things like that. But I feel like the homepage formula, because even if you're attaching it to your Instagram or if you're meeting someone and they ask about 
what you do and you give them your card and if they go into your site for them to at least see who you are see that you have authority in it see that you're trustworthy so i think starting with that and then you can add on to it as you go because if you have your homepage formula and then you start researching what keywords you to use then it's just super easy to go in and add all of that okay yeah cool all right <laughs> um i don't know if i have any more questions i feel like you covered so much <laughs> <laughs> If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.